You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Hello, hello, welcome back. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this is the Theology for the Rest of Us podcast, recording from the beautiful metropolis of Orlando, Florida. Thank you so much for taking time out to uh, download this episode and listen to today's episode of the podcast. So glad to have you as a listener. If you're new, welcome. Glad to have you. If you have been with me for a while, big shout out to you. Thank you for being a loyal listener and thank you for allowing me to have a voice in your life. I am privileged by that. Today's episode is inspired by an email that I got from a regular listener, a guy by the name of Nick that I've corresponded with uh by uh, by email and Twitter, uh, when I had my long hi- hiatus a few weeks ago, he he shot me some uh, he shot me a tweet just saying, "Hey, uh, what's going on? Where are you at?" And um, and I love that love love the support love the love the Twitter badgering I I, I really do enjoy it so Nick feel free to tweet at me anytime you want sir um, Nick's got a question about yoga and uh, I think it's really good because I think it not only speaks to the topic of yoga but I think it speaks to a larger truth that could be helpful to a lot of people so um, he sends a relatively long email where uh, you know we just he really just talking about being a, a loyal listener since January and that's great and he really gives some great uh some great feedback and encouragement so really really appreciate that nick thank you for your your kind words and the insights i really really appreciate that um then he just talks about the fact that um one of the things in his life has been or things he's familiar with um is yoga he says yoga is a religion but in the western world has become a huge trend both in secular and christian circles i've done limited study on yoga but my sister mother brother all have a bigger stake in it and no more, each with a little slightly different view, and each are Christians. Let me list some of the ideas about yoga. And then he goes on and kind of lists a few items. Um, basically, can Christians practice yoga? How does the American culture define yoga? Can yoga be stripped down to just the stretching and the exercises? Um, is it possible that some of the non you know, exercise things are are harmful, you know, like the mantra, the breathing, things of that nature. At what point does, you know, the stretching become yoga? At what point does yoga stop being religion? Um, all those all those sorts of things. And then he goes on and gives kind of some additional insights from his own perspective, which were I find really valuable. Um, and then, you know, obviously looking for, uh, for my feedback or my thoughts on yoga. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with yoga, my guess is many people or most of you are, but if for, if, you know, for some for reason you're not, yoga in the in the proper noun sense um, is a practice that, that started in the Eastern world. That's a, it was traditionally a Hindu practice that was practiced um, by people that were trying to liberate themselves from their own mind will and emotions Um, a big part of the hindu religion is to seek to um to rid yourself of desire good or bad all desire is bad you should never desire anything you shouldn't crave anything you shouldn't need to be satisfied because you shouldn't have anything that needs to be satisfied in the first place um and yoga was this uh this series of stretches and different exercises kind of low impact slow moving exercises um that would kind of prep your body and then eventually you would you sit in these different positions uh, again meditating and uh, doing special breathing you know reciting certain mantras um, and, and again the whole purpose is to sort of kind of 
kind of transcend your physical body to have your brain liberate from the body, have your soul uh, liberate from itself and to sort of become at one with the spiritual realm, seeking to liberate or expunge yourself of of desire. It cuts sort of in general. And, and there's different variations of yoga, even within India and Nepal and other places where it's popular. There, there are different uh, variations of yoga. But in general, it was a spiritual discipline, uh, which again included certain special breathings, special meditations, um, different body postures and stretching and things like that, ultimately for the goal to sort of bring yourself to a a higher level of spiritual awakening or spiritual self-awareness. And there's no doubt that if you are engaging in anything whatsoever um, that is spiritual, then you are now opening the door for those spirits to now come into your life and to have power to influence you um, to some extent. I talked about this back in episode two, uh, 228. I was asked a question by someone, uh, does does demon possession still happen? And I talked about there in that episode that the reality is there is a possibility for demons to possess people or to oppress people or to at minimum have some level of influence over people's lives. If you open the door and invite spiritual things into your life, then those spiritual things are going to come in and they're going to seek to influence you and these evil spirits these evil principalities are always going to be seeking to influence you to do things that are sinful and not not christ honoring or they're going to do things in your life that could potentially wreak havoc on you both here in the physical realm as well in the spiritual realm on your own soul and spirit Um, and so we want to be we want to be very cautious now listen i'm not this like I'm not a, a, a guy that kind of is weird. Like, I'm going to be honest. There are some Christians out there that are a little bit weird in the way they approach spiritual things. I don't think I'm in that category. Um, I'm not one of the guys that's like, oh, there's a devil behind every door. You know, someone comes up to me with a with a stomach ache and they're like, oh, my stomach hurts. And some Christians are like, oh, because it's the devil. And I'm like, no, it's because you ate three Snickers bars, you know, too fast. You know, like whatever. Like, I don't, I'm not someone that's like, oh, it's always the devil. Some people are like, oh, if you got an illness, it's the devil. And I'm like, maybe it's because they did something or maybe it's because it's genetics or maybe it's some physical, like maybe it has nothing to do with the devil whatsoever. I, I think sometimes in some Christian circles, some Christians give the devil way too much credit than he actually deserves. And then I think the opposite is also true in other Christian circles. I think there are some churches and some groups of Christians around the world that maybe ignore the devil and then ignore evil principalities and spiritual beings as if they don't exist at all. Um, And I think that's a dangerous, foolish uh, stance to take. I think both extremes can be very dangerous and harmful. Um, You know, Paul makes it very clear in Ephesians chapter 6 that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood but against the evil principalities in dark places or in high places or spiritual places. Um, Our enemy is not other humans. Our enemy is the spiritual being, the devil, and his army of fallen angels, the the demonic goon squad, as I often like to refer to them as. Um, They are seeking to enter your life. They're seeking to oppress you. They're seeking to influence you. They're seeking to harm you. Jesus says in John 10.10, the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy 
Very, very important to understand we have a real enemy seeking to wreak havoc on our lives. And if we engage in anything spiritual other than the Holy Spirit of God, then those spirits no doubt are evil principalities, right? There's all these fallen angels, these evil spirits, and then there's the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. God himself, the third person of the Trinity, the spirit of God. So we ought to engage with the spirit of God. We ought to have relationship with the spirit of God. We ought to cultivate intimacy with the Holy Spirit and invite the Holy Spirit to transform us and expunge us of things that are wicked on the inside of us. Invite him to transform us and to guide us and to influence us to be more Christ honoring. Um, but the other spirits that are out there are going to work furiously to try to influence us in the exact opposite way. And when you open the door wide open by engaging in spiritual things, you're basically inviting them to come in and making it easy on, you know, you're making it easy for them to influence you. Now, with all that said, do I believe that yoga um, opens the door? Uh, not necessarily. Um, I've covered this in few, in, 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 um, in previous episodes of the podcast where I've talked about things that may be originated in something evil or wicked, but today they're not. Like, for example, the word Wednesday, okay, it's taken originally from the word Wooden's Day. It was a day that uh, people worshipped the god Wooden, one of the old, you know, gods from one of the uh, nomadic tribes of, of Europe. Um, the god Wooden, um, they would worship him and do spiritual things on that day to honor the god Wooden and sacrifices and all that good stuff. Um, now, when I use the word Wednesday, am I, do I mean that I'm going to honor the god Wooden, right? Like centuries ago, people would say it's Wooden's day. They were basically saying this is the day in which we honor him and we, we invite him to influence our lives and we submit to him. That's a spiritual thing. That, and, and, and worshiping the god Wooden and calling it Wooden's day on that day in, in that context could potentially be an invitation to the evil spirits and principalities to come to your life. Right? The god Wooden is a fake god. He's not real. But as people worship these fake gods, what they're really doing is engaging with evil spirits and inviting them into their life. Now, today, or, or, or in our modern context, if I tell people, hey, I'm going to go out to lunch on Wednesday, do I mean I'm going to go out to lunch on the day in which I'm worshiping Wooden? Of course not, right? See, it's it, it has some pagan, evil, spiritual roots, but the way I'm using it in my modern context, it doesn't have that at all. Therefore, it doesn't it doesn't engage me in the spiritual realm. It doesn't impact me at all. I think the same can be true for yoga, um, in that. It could just be exercise, right? Like I know I um, got some friends that did P90X. In fact, I did, I did P90X for a little while. Uh, for those of you who know me, who have seen pictures of me, you would not believe it, I know. But I did at one point, did I did P90X for a little while. That's the real intense workout regimen. And one of the P90X uh, regimens was is a yoga. Uh, but when, when you turn it on, it's called yoga. But really what it is, it's just intense it's intense stretching and a moment where you just breathe. It's not necessarily meditation. It's more just calming your calming your spirit. You're not seeking to ascend into the spiritual realm and engage with the spirits at all. And you're not seeking to expunge yourself of desire and to be, you know, and to, to be more like the, the, the Hindu gods or to engage with the Hindu gods. You're just seeking to relax and to stretch, and to lose weight, and burn calories, right? You're not doing it in a spiritual way at all, so it's not, doesn't feel to me like a spiritual thing. It's no different than calling it Wednesday, right? It's the same. However, 
if you're doing yoga in a way that is more spiritual, maybe you, um, maybe you're going to a particular place where yoga is done in a more, with, with a little more of a meditation, and they use more of the ambiance of kind of of Hindu worship, and they use the incense, and they use some of the mantras, and they use some of the things that are kind of in the realm. Well, maybe you're still safe, maybe. But maybe you're starting to now creep onto gray area that's a little bit nerve-wracking for me. Um, in general, I just, this is just me, I just don't want to mess around with spiritual things. So I don't play with the Ouija board, I don't play with the occult, I don't mess around with it. I don't, I don't even read horoscopes, even though I think most of them are just, they're fake silliness. I just, I just avoid it in general. Um, I, just, I just think it's wise for Christians to not dabble in spiritual things because again it potentially opens the door for spirits to come in and try to influence you and wreak havoc on your life and your spiritual health and because i care about you i feel the need to challenge you to be extremely cautious on what you choose to engage with and what you don't choose to engage with i think there are going to be some things that maybe have roots in spirituality or paganism that by the time they reach our modern American context, that they're probably pretty safe and it's no big deal to worry about. Um, I, I think there are some areas that are, some things that are pretty clearly fine and safe. I think there are some things that are black and white. Um, and I think there are some things that are very clearly not safe, that they, they have roots in paganism and spiritual things. And by the time they get to our modern context, they still are very much pagan and and are spiritual in nature and therefore i think we should disengage from that again there are some things that are black and white clearly negative or clearly positive clearly wrong and you should not be a part of it because it's dangerous or clearly safe totally harmless don't worry about it feel free to dive in if you want to right i think i think there are different things that fall in different camps i think yoga has a potential to fall in either camp depending on how it's contextualized or how it's executed. Again, the way P90X does yoga seems to me pretty safe. It's it's not even, to even, to even call it yoga seems, um, it doesn't even seem like it fully describes actually what they're doing. They're just doing this very intense stretching and they're purposely putting you in a position where you can calm yourself, relax yourself, and and really engage in these deep stretches for a for purely physical uh, you know, calorie burning, muscle strength building, flexibility development, things like that. That is in essence what they're doing. There's nothing spiritual about it. So you're not engaging with the spirits, nor, neither are you inviting spirits to influence you. But I also think it's very plausible that if you're doing yoga the way that people have done it for centuries in, in Hindu cultures, just because you leave that country doesn't mean the spirits can't influence you here if you're doing it in a way that feels more spiritual then now you're maybe in a gray a gray area uh, it's not black and white i don't think it's absolute um, i think i think it's a little bit gray and so my challenge to every christian would be just to to really prayerfully consider it don't just say oh it's no big deal that's silly don't worry about it and you shouldn't just say that's oh that's spiritual i'm not going to touch it like like, don't take either extreme, don't be absolute, and don't make a, de a decision too quickly. Like, be objective, be open-minded, seriously and prayerfully consider how are we executing this, how are we engaging with this, how is this being carried out in our context, and am I doing this in such a way that it resembles what the Hindus do on the other side of the planet that invites spiritual influence from evil principalities in their life. 
seriously ask yourself that question. Be objective. Um, this is not just for Nick and his family, but for, for everyone out there, whether it's yoga or something totally different. Everything you do, everything you are faced with before you choose to engage, whether it's a movie you watch, a TV show, song you listen to, uh, an exercise regimen you choose to engage with, a food you eat, um, uh, maybe you know a book you choose to read, whatever it is, before you engage with anything that might have influence over your life, prayerfully consider, seriously think about how this might impact your life and is it being practiced in a way that is similar to how people do it in a way that is clearly not Christ honoring? Are you doing it in a way that potentially causes you to dabble with the spiritual realm in a way that might be unhealthy for you and your soul in the long term? If the answer is if the answer is no, there's no de- there's no danger then hey, you know what? Feel free to enjoy that. If the answer is yes or even if the answer is maybe it might open a door to something it may maybe it might be something that is you know maybe harmful i would i would probably caution you to not fully dive in and engage with that thing but to maybe be be more cautious than what maybe your own natural instinct would would cause you to be be cautious be be prayerful be diligent um again be cautious and ask the Holy Spirit for his guidance and all of these sorts of things. One last thought I'll finish with is this. If you determine that doing yoga and the way you do it is perfectly fine, that is totally cool. I have no problem with it. Just be very cautious that you don't that you don't look down upon or speak condescendingly to people that maybe are nervous about it. Um, I recently was on a mission trip and was talking to one of the ladies on the trip, one of the young girls on the trip, and she said that she had some friends that wouldn't do yoga because they were nervous about the spiritual part of it. And and I just challenged her to say, listen, you may think it's perfectly fine and you may be allowed to do it and be cool with it, but because of her past, and this woman, this other woman had been involved in some spiritual things, because of her past, she feels uncomfortable. And so you ought to be sensitive to that. Don't invite her to do yoga. Don't talk about it in front of her. Don't... Um, don't make her feel like she's stupid or immature. Don't be like, oh, you're just being silly. You're, it's, there's nothing spiritual about it. Like, don't make her feel like she is in the wrong for following her conscience. Paul tells us in Romans to, to, that if we sin against our conscience, then we're sinning against God. And if, if someone feels uneasy about doing something that's spiritual, then they shouldn't do it. They shouldn't betray their own conscience. And so I say this to Nick and to anyone else listening to this, whether it's with yoga or anything else, if your conscience feels uneasy with it, don't do it. If you feel uncomfortable, even if you can't rationally explain it, even if you don't have any objective facts that you can actually bring to the table, even if all you have is your own anecdotal evidence or your own sensations and feelings, that's okay. If all you have is your conscience and your conscience is telling you, oh, I don't know, it just fe- doesn't feel right. I would encourage you, don't go against that inclination. Follow that inclination in that moment. If you go against it, you are sinning against your own conscience. The Apostle Paul tells us in Romans, he, he, he specifically commands us not to do that very thing. Don't sin against your conscience if it's telling you to avoid something like yoga.
Again, I want to make it very clear. I'm not saying yoga is wrong. I'm not saying it's sinful. And I do believe that in many modern contexts in America, yoga is probably perfectly acceptable. It's just a fun activity. It's no big deal. However, I think there's a potential that it's executed in such a way that it might be harmful. And if that's the case, I would encourage you Christians, all Christians, to be extremely cautious in those moments. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Hope this was helpful and insightful. Thank you, Nick, for being a loyal listener. Thank you for your encouragement and your feedback. Uh, to anyone out there, feel free to shoot me an email. If you have a question or a topic that you'd like me to address in a future episode of the podcast, I'd love to hear from you. My best address is heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. That's H-E-Y-O-R-T-I-Z at theologyfortherestofus.com. Or you can find me on Twitter at Kenneth Ortiz. That's K-E-N-N-E-T-H-O-R-T-I-Z. Hey, to ensure that you never miss an episode of the podcast, make sure you subscribe in iTunes or your favorite podcast player or directory that'll guarantee that every episode gets delivered directly to your device as soon as they go live. Thanks again for listening. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. Theology for the Rest of Us.